This is the Mike Lupica Podcast. This podcast is great because your enthusiasms, it's why we've all been reading you for so long. This is a great vehicle for you to actually get to in a long-form way, explore those enthusiasms, sometimes with the perspective of an additional 10 or 20 years. Thanks for doing this today, pal. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having the me. fun of this is, I just talk to guys that I want to talk to. That's what, to me, is such a blast about listening to your show. First of all, the first time I ever saw Bernie on television, I started to talk like him <laughs> as I was watching him. <laughs> Can you imagine a great Michael Jordan saying, hey, you know what? We can't beat the Pistons. Let me go join them. The essence of sports is about competition. In your face questions. How much of a dope is he? Compelling. A billion dollar industry, the biggest we've ever had in sports in this country, often comes down to a flip of the coin. This is the Mike Lupica Podcast. Here's Mike Lupica. Mike Lupica. Hello and thanks for joining us on the Mike Lupica Podcast. Today we are really happy to be joined with a former FBI assistant director. He is now, and boy are they lucky to have him, a national security contributor for NBC News. He is one of the smartest and toughest and best people talking about politics in this country at this time. He's Frank Fagluzzi. But before we get started with Frank, a word from our sponsor, Kronos. Kronos knows that many organizations maintaining a modern workforce of hourly, full, and part-time workers, for them, it can be a challenge. This is especially true for human resources professionals working hard to attract and retain all the best talent. That's why Kronos puts HR, payroll, talent, and timekeeping on a single cloud-based platform. It's one specially designed to give HR professionals supporting a blended workforce a whole new level of confidence. With it, they have everything they need to tackle nearly any human resources challenge and are empowered to not just find and hire the right people, but to engage, motivate, and reward them every single step of the way. Learn more about Kronos HR solutions for the modern workforce and the people who support them because Kronos is at heart a people business at Kronos.com slash HR swagger. Kronos workforce innovation that works. If you listen to this podcast or if you watch MSNBC or NBC, you know that Frank Faglusi is one of the smartest guys talking about current affairs that there is on television. He's a former assistant director for counterintelligence at the FBI. His resume is much longer than that. He is currently, and they are lucky to have him, a national security contributor for NBC News. When you see him and when I see him on TV, I stop what I am doing and I pay attention. That old commercial about Lincoln Lean forward. Frank Fagluzzi, my friend, makes me uh, lean forward. Good morning, sir. Good morning, or should I say, is it a good morning? Because there's breaking news even as we speak, Mike. Well, go ahead. Let us know what's going on. We've been we've been talking about the world of sports on the Sports Reporters Podcast. What's going on? So it appears that two of Rudy Giuliani's uh, associates, uh, they appear to be Ukrainians, have been arrested at uh, Dulles Airport this morning, uh, likely by the FBI, on campaign finance charges. And it's unfolding right now as we speak, but it looks like there's a total of three or four people that have now been arrested on multiple charges. It looks like this is an attempt to get money into the Trump uh, campaign and or the 2018 election, not the 2016 election, but the 2018 election, 
from foreign sources. And it looks like uh, just on a very quick read of the charges that they were masking the foreign source of this money. There's even a U.S. congressman uh, called Congressman Number One uh, referenced in these charges. So as the uh, as the days play out, we'll learn more about what's going on here. But I'm fascinated by it because I know um, that uh, this was a case worked by the Southern U.S. Attorney, Southern District of New York, and. Ordinarily, charges when you're going to arrest uh, uh, associates, work colleagues and associates of the president's attorney. Um, And by the way, these two guys are the guys that were working in Ukraine to dig up dirt on Biden, allegedly. Yep. You would usually brief that up to the Department of Justice and you'd probably get all the way to Attorney General Barr. So I'm the first question I had. This is how I have to think these days. Is did did U.S. Attorney New York even tell Department of Justice they were doing this? Because I'm not sure I would have. It's you, I'm reading some of the stories as you're talking about these guys, and Lev Parnas is one of the guys who joined Rudy Giuliani in a back channel campaign to unearth damaging information about Biden. The, the, a lot of money was spent by these guys. Guys, Frank, oh, yeah. they yeah, they were throwing money around like sailors on leave. Over three hundred grand allegedly came into uh, the U.S. Uh, political campaigns in uh, 2018 from foreign sources uh, who were masking themselves. So um, Rudy must be pulling what's left of his hair out right now. These are two guys that he's worked closely with, and I'm sure any minute now we'll hear from either him or the president that. The witch hunt has gotten totally out of control. And so uh, we'll stand by for that. Hey, Frank, you know, as you were talking about this stuff, it, it, it occurred to me that for all of the bragging that Trump does about what a success he's been in in business and calling himself a billionaire, which apparently only he still believes he is. Isn't it amazing how many of these stories have a grifter-like tinge to them, and they always come back to money in some form or fashion, whether it's these guys, whether it's hush money paid to a, a, a porn star. It's always about money. And, and, and nobody nobody looks at the Turkish situation and, and doesn't think, well, wait a minute, he's been in business in that country. He, he, he thought this was a great untapped territory for him. Nobody d- b- believes that he's not rolling over for the Saudis this way because of money. The, Frank, it, it, this is this is a high stakes version of that old movie, The Grifters. Yeah, it's um, it, it, this president in particular, Mike, seems driven almost exclusively by money. And if I had to add a second driver for him, it would be ego. But they're they're closely aligned. So. Um, It's all about self-interest. And, uh, you know, the stories around his campaigning for president all had to do with him not thinking he was going to win, but rather that he was going to increase his stature in the world business community uh, by almost winning and that he'd be able to just leverage that into a brand enhancement and launch even more business opportunities. And he won. And now we're stuck with a guy who is just looking for the almighty dollar. And I think that drives the the tremendous desire to hide his tax returns. I I think, you know, what this is really about is I can't tell you how much I'm really worth. 
Um, I can't tell you how much I've fraudulently deflated the value of properties I own, or in some cases inflated them. And uh, I'm, I'm a fraud. And, and it, 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 he surrounds himself with like-minded people because people who come in with other motivators and drivers don't last very long. They, they realize, uh, yeah, this is not my crowd. I, I'm out. Or he kicks them out. You know, Frank, as I watch this unfold, and, and he really thinks he's in the clear because Zelensky is still as vulnerable as ever. So he's going to say whatever he has to say. I, I am I'm always reminded of one of the great sports lines I, I ever heard from my dear friend, Arthur Ashe, who was once describing John McEnroe's tennis game when Mac was at his best. And Arthur said, a nick here, a nick there. And pretty soon you're bleeding to death. Don't you feel that 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 is what we are watching, that every day the drip, drip, drip of this story for Trump and he's going to say he's not going to cooperate and we can we'll have another discussion during this podcast about my belief that Nixon would have survived if he had Fox News back in the day and if he had taken a more aggressive posture. Okay, but the drip 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 of this frank i i don't see even with the reluctance that some democrats have to impeach him that he's going to get away with with not being impeached here and then then we will get to the senate frank and it will be a referendum on on what these guys really think their job is how faithful they are to the constitution of of the united states and and how many of them have any guts well, I, I say that we are that proverbial frog in the simmering pot of water. We don't necessarily understand that this pot is heating up to the point where it's going to kill us. In this case, kill our democracy, or at least our form of democracy. But I'm here to tell you and tell uh, your listeners that the temperature is approaching the boiling point with regard to our democracy. And we either lower the temp or we jump out of the pot. And I, I also say that where this is headed is we're either going to have another president soon or we're going to have another form of democracy. We are literally watching our particular unique form of democracy change in front of our eyes. By that, I mean the concept of three equal branches of government. And with regard to impeachment, a couple of thoughts um, on the three equal branches of government. We don't have three equal branches of government right now. We have a supreme executive president who thinks he's a king. And with regard to impeachment, all in my mind, all we need to impeach is his repeated refusal to comply yes. with requests and subpoenas right. from Congress. <clears throat> he's essentially saying, I don't believe in our form of democracy. I'm not complying with it. That alone, you take the Ukraine thing out, which is which is icing on the cake for impeachment proceedings. But you will undoubtedly see an article of impeachment focused squarely on his simply refusing to comply with Congress. Frank Fogluzzi is our guest on the Mike Lupica podcast. More with Mr. Fogluzzi in a moment. But first, this from our friends at Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket? It just may be the most rewarding 
to do you do today. We're talking to my friend Frank Faglusi, who is just one of the smartest, best, toughest guys on, on television talking about this stuff. Frank, don't you, I, I am endlessly fascinated how a, a, a guy like Trump, so out of his depth in understanding anything, even fundamental issues about governance or, or, or the Constitution or d- democracy. And somebody pointed out the other day that, that Hugh Hewitt, who go, who's gone into the tank for him, I asked him a question about the nuclear triad <laughs> during the campaign. And it was so clear he had no idea what Hugh was talking about. And, and you could stump this guy on how a bill becomes law. Isn't it amazing? how he has rolled the framers of the Constitution. So this is a long way for me to ask you a question, and maybe you have some insight into this. He's not smart enough to drive this bus um, to take. The, the, he, he can take an aggressive strategy. Who is who is orchestrating this? Who has found all of the soft spot in, in, in what the framers in, in, in intended? Who? Who, who is the Salieri, okay, to go to use an Amadeus expression? Who is the Salieri at this uh, White House? Because it can't be Giuliani. He's, he's like Uncle Fester in the old Adams family. Mm, this is, I think this is a mystery that's perplexing a lot of people. Mike, I wish I had the answer to that. But I, I, here's, here's the best answer I have, which is I'm not certain there is one major player influencing him. He is shooting from the hip on a daily or hourly basis. And, and I, I'm not sure there's one who can actually say, I raise their hand and say, I influence the president on a daily basis. I, I don't think that person exists. The people who have tried, Rex Tillerson, Mattis, uh, Kelly, um, they, they, they leave or get, they get booted out. And it's reached absolutely scary proportions. I'm, I'm not being overdramatic to say that this situation with Turkey, Syria, and the Kurds is mind-bogglingly scary. ISIS is sitting there right now with no uh, no check on it on that in that northern border area. Our the Kurds, our allies, who have been fighting tooth and nail, shedding their their blood um, in support of of us and our cause, and working together with us putting a check on ISIS, um, they are now getting attacked by Turkey. Because why? Because the president told uh, the Turkish president, yeah, knock yourself out. Go Have ahead. Have at I'm it. Good. Yep. Have yep. at it. Yeah. And now Pompeo, Pompeo, I mean, they run this shit up the flagpole and they really do expect people to salute, um, um, uh, Frank, this idea that he, they only did this to protect our troops over there. Now, even slow thinking people don't believe that, Frank. Well, it's um, if you if you have uh, family in the military, you initially like the idea that there's a president who has the back of the military. But you slowly determine that he doesn't have their back. And in fact, he's taken uh, a ton of money away from the Pentagon's budget to build a wall. And now. We have an ISIS situation where you're going to see a resurgence of ISIS and the military, U.S. military, inevitably is going to have to do battle with them either there or somewhere else in the world. And you heard the president within the last 40 hours, 40 hours, he was asked, well, what about a resurgence of ISIS because of this? And he said, ah, they'll go to Europe. They'll well, go there's, to a Europe. Couple, there's a couple of problems with that. One is 
those are European allies of ours. Can you imagine sitting in Europe going, what the, what, what the hell? Are we, we're going to get ISIS coming back here? And, and, you know, we, and the U.S. doesn't care about that? And then secondly, we're going we're gonna to see acts of terror that, that impact U.S. interests, whether they're on our soil or whether they're on, on European soil. When you look at the way this has played out, and, and, and this guy actually thinks that he can he can issue a tweet or a statement to suggest that, oh, yeah, well, they didn't help us out in Normandy. I, Frank, I tweeted this out today. Yes. And next he's going to say, and on top of that, they didn't do crap for us at the Tet Offensive. I mean, when, yeah, and they, I, they were nowhere to be found during the Civil War. So where were these Kurds? It's reached the point. Let's look at recent polling. You, you started off the podcast by saying, look, can I, can I talk you off the ledge? Do I have <laughs> yeah. anything positive to point to? Let's look at recent polling, which indicates a positive shift. We are seeing over half of Americans now saying, I support the impeachment inquiry. In fact, a Fox News poll of all, of all networks a Fox News poll released yesterday showed 51% of those surveyed supported impeachment and removal of the president. This is his own network doing this. So something has triggered with the American people, and I think a large part of it, Mike, is these nonsensical answers like, yeah, well, it didn't help us in Norm- The Kurds didn't help us in Normandy. You know, I'm walking away from our allies. People are dying because of my decisions. Um, it, it's not cutting it anymore. And the cumulative weight, starting with the Mueller investigation, the the collusion but non-criminal conspiracy found by Mueller with Russians, the, the obstruction of justice examples provided by Mueller, then you move into this Ukraine call and the cover-up of the Ukraine call, hiding and secreting the transcripts of the call in a place where, where very few people could find them. All of this is adding up in America's, uh, Americans' minds, and an increasingly uh, nonsensical president is just not winning the day. Frank, how significant is the firing of our former ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, going to be? Because it seems that she knows a lot and has a story to tell, and is, <laughs> my reading is she's quite anxious to tell it. Yeah, and, and this is supposedly happening uh, at the end of the week. It's uh, supposed to be happening Friday. And uh, it's still very much up on the air whether she'll be uh, allowed to testify. But if she does, I believe we're going to hear quite a story of her trying to do the right thing by Ukraine. She's a career diplomat, by the way. This isn't one of these people that's uh, donated a half a million to Trump and gets appointed an ambassador. This is a serious career professional who's trying to do the right thing with a country that needs our help, that's on the front line against Russia, that faces an existential threat from Russia. The tanks could roll in and take more territory at any time, and she's trying to do the right thing. They candor, and by all reports, um, Rudy Giuliani, of all people, weighed in on her dismissal and reportedly recommended that she be fired and and ultimately she was one of these ukrainians by the way who got clipped today this guy igor fruman in the wall street journal by the way and it just it makes me think of jimmy breslin and in the book the gang that couldn't shoot straight one of the funniest books ever written about uh, the mob okay except this stuff isn't funny fruman 
intentionally misspelled his last name as Furman because he thought that that would help him evade further FEC, FEC scrutiny. Lord. Yeah, uh, this is the this is the gang that couldn't shoot straight or couldn't spell straight for that matter. Um, but it's been astonishing how long they've, they've been allowed to do this. And again, I want to I want to learn more about the role of the attorney general um, in, in allowing the Southern District of New York to let this case move forward on um, on federal election uh, campaign violations. Whether he was told or not, what his you know he's been very quiet the past few days. AG Barr, um, the media called him out on his foreign travels. Um, he went to Italy. Pompeo went to Italy. He was meeting with with uh, allies in other countries, trying to figure out if they would cooperate with his so-called investigation into the origins of the Mueller special counsel inquiry. And then silence. Um, and I don't know if it means. He's got it now, or, or, he, or the allies told him to go pound sand, or he's now worried about his legacy. Um, but something's up. And this arrest this morning at Dulles Airport may be a signal that Barr is allowing uh, U.S. attorney offices to do what they need to do. You know, Frank, I, I, I was I, I was thinking about Barr a lot the last couple of weeks, and I've raised this question on, 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 on social media. And, and it is a simple question. You want to get him alone in a room and say, was this worth it, Bill? Was being back in play this way worth it? Was being a blocking back for, for, you know, for this administration, which is turning more and more into the madness of King George? Was it worth it? Because he has to know how the reckoning he will get from history. He, he may ride this out. Okay. He may ride it out through this administration. And, and it's the same for McConnell and, and this punk Jim Jordan and, and Mark Meadows, this bootlicker to the, uh, the president and, and Congressman Starburst, Kevin McCarthy. You want to get them all in the room and say, you can't possibly believe the stuff you say, but has it all been worth it? For all of you to become more famous because there's there's fame and then there's infamy and infamy is what is waiting for these bastards. I, I so I'm with you on on this question. I I'm kind of a student of leadership and I, I spent a portion of my career in the FBI uh, as a lead in the uh, internal affairs, the Office of Professional Responsibility. I was ultimately appointed uh, chief inspector of the FBI by Bob. And so I study this concept of when decent people go south in terms of integrity and ethics and whether they even had those uh, those ethics to begin with. I, I believe Giuliani, who devoted his career to law enforcement, U.S. attorney, assistant attorney general, DOJ, um, I don't think this guy started out corrupt. But these people you just rattled off, at, including Barr, at some point – they lose their core values. The foundation and principles just erode. And I'm fascinated by the process by which that occurs. Um, power does corrupt, no question. Ego, power are, are killers. And you've got to have people around you that you're accountable to. And there's no accountability. And, and I'm right back to this issue of three equal branches of government. Trump is saying, I am not accountable to anyone, and especially not the other branches of government. We will face a constitutional crisis when all of this gets to the Supreme Court, Mike, which is the third branch of our allegedly equal branches of government. And if if they get ignored, if they say you must turn over your tax returns, you must comply with congressional subpoenas, 
and the president thumbs his nose at the U.S. Supreme Court, we are in a constitutional crisis. But what happens when it gets there and, and, and Kavanaugh and Gorsuch have to raise their hand? Frank, do you believe that Gorsuch, I, th- I think there's a better chance that Gorsuch is a man of honor than Brett Kavanaugh. But what happens? Th- this, is, this is the rabbit hole we've gone down with the Supreme Court. This all started with Merrick Garland. But but what happens if it does end up in front of the are they going to be man of principle or are they going to genuflect again in front of Donald J. Trump? So on a positive side, I do think Chief Justice John Roberts understands um, the gravity of his role as a leader on the bench. um, And I think he gets it. And I think he understands the Constitution. I'm not sure. Um, certainly that Kavanaugh nor Gorsuch um, understand that. And of course, Kavanaugh likely feels quite loyal to Trump for putting him on on the bench. Look, our founding fathers, when they framed our government, they they did not envision a scenario where no one acknowledged the significance of the other branches. So in other words, it was assumed that people would play along by the rules. That, that 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 everybody was on the same sheet of music. I don't think any of them assumed that. Well, we might have one branch who who decided to throw the whole thing out and say, "I'm not I'm not playing by those rules," and that's where we could potentially face a crisis and a, and a split court, um, and it could potentially go in in Trump's favor. I do think that um, at some point, uh, because this keeps unraveling every day. And the polling of the American people keeps moving in favor of impeachment and removal. At some point, it's going to be too painful for the Senate to align themselves with Trump. When they start seeing poll numbers like we're starting to see, and they realize this may impact them back home, it's too painful to be Trump's friend, and you'll start to see a shift. And and Frank, I want to get back to Giuliani, uh, because... He's one of the most overrated political figures in in, in history. I'm a New Yorker. I was there in in September of 2001. I I, I saw the city, in the great words of Pete Hamill, get to one knee and slowly pick itself back up like a champion. Okay, Frank, I'm sorry. He was wildly overpraised for doing his job at the time. I'm not saying he did a bad job. He did a very good job to calm a, a, a frightened city. But you know what? One guy got rich off of uh, in the aftermath of that and it was him uh, he, he he was everybody forgets the joke he had become as mayor on september 10th and september 9th and september 8th and then this jamoke thought he was going to be president of the united states and he spent 50 million dollars you know how many delegates he won frank one he won one and then all this time later this guy thought he was going to be secretary of state but guess what Donald J. Trump allowed him in the shadows to become a rogue secretary of state and look at the mess he has created for himself and for this president. Identified the moment in time, as we were just talking uh, seconds ago, when Bonnie started to lose his way. And it's that point where you believe you're on us. You think that your image is bigger than your principles. And he bought into it and became addicted to it. And that may have been the moment for him when he decided it's about me, uh, not about the rule of law, not about what I stood for when I entered a career in, uh, in justice. Um, and that's that's what we got. And, and now we have a president who's the same way, a uh, television star, reality TV star, 
it's nothing but image and perception for him, and eventually that collapses on top of you. Frank, I'm I'm uh, I'm the product of a Jesuit education, and I like to think I keep up on current events. But it seemed to me when I was growing up, I thought subpoenas actually meant something in this country, and I didn't know that if you didn't like them or you didn't agree with the reason behind them, you could fold them into paper airplanes and throw them out the window. But that is what happens constantly in the Trump administration. Well, we're going to start hearing stories from the field, um, and I, I'm starting to get some of this already, Mike. It's it's disturbing because when defendants in your garden variety uh, white collar crime case or pick some other case or corruption case in uh, Omaha, start seeing the president ignoring subpoenas, you you know what's coming. They're going to tell that local prosecutor, uh, U.S. attorney, yeah, I don't I don't need to show up for this. This is nonsense. I'm not coming. And, and so, if, you know, and, and so the president, who in the past has said, uh, I don't like flippers, I don't like snitches, it could almost be elite, it should almost be unlawful to snitch and rat out somebody. Now I'm ignoring subpoenas. You know the trickle down effect this is going to have in the U.S. justice system throughout the country. People are just going to thumb their nose at uh, what used to be absolutely mandatory to comply with. Frank, the other fear I've always had, and I'm, I'm obviously not alone in this, if if say he makes it to the next election, which is becoming problematical for, for him. Let's say he loses a, a close election. He's not going to accept the result of that. They're going to have to drag him kicking and screaming out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Then you, you talk about a constitutional crisis. We ain't seen nothing yet. Well, there's a couple of factors that that make that um, a a strong possibility. And one of them from the lens that I view the world, which is through that intelligence community lens and the counterintelligence lens, is this notion that foreign powers only need to make us think that they interfered with the election results. Imagine that and imagine Trump saying, you know, the Wisconsin and Ohio results, they look like they were hacked. Or I, 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 we saw we saw a Russian or Chinese or Iranian or North Korean uh, a, a cyber signature inside of the voting system in those precincts, and I'm not sure this is the legit outcome. Now you have cast doubt on the entire outcome of a U.S. election, and we could literally see this go to the Supreme Court. Wouldn't be the first time an election has gone to the Supreme Court, um, and we could see him refusing to acknowledge the outcome. We could. You know, we could literally see the Supreme Court ordering U.S. Marshals to the White House to escort the president out. Oh, my God. That is not an implausible theory. And and Frank, do you think, considering his narcissism and his his ego, his inability to admit a mistake, his his continuing effort to gaslight um, his his base and the and the people who really would let him shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth, Fifth Avenue and give him a pass, is there any scenario that you can see, just as a former a, a, a former Fed Frank, where he would resign his office? Yes. I do. Um, we're not we're not close enough yet, but he has to see it as a win. So um, a, a deal would have to be presented to him um, that he views as victory, Me- meaning either his family escapes prosecution or he has a, a, a non-prosecutive agreement in place. Um, this is not unusual, Mike, in public corruption cases throughout the country. I've, I've been involved in this myself. 
um, where an offer is made to a politician to step down, that he's he's poisoned the government of that county, that state, that city. It, he needs to go, and some kind of non-pros deal is worked out. Um, the problem here's the challenge with that with Trump. Number one, I don't I don't think he really cares about his his family members being prosecuted. Number two, um, he, he there's a, he's facing state exposure. So right. this this non-pros agreement would have to be federal and state. In New York, the state of New York particularly would have to weigh in on this and go, okay, you know, we're not going to hit him if he steps down. Um, or we'll only hit him with the following charges. So it's complicated, but the short answer is, since we're dealing with a man who cares only about ego and brand, if he can be presented to him as a win, um, and he's not being impeached and disgraced or even voted out of office, um, it could happen, but it's very complicated. Okay, let, let, let me ask you this. Um, c- considering all of the, 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 the exposure he is going to have in the Southern District of New York the moment he is no longer president of the United States. Would he be able to be given, again, I'm, I'm asking a, not only a lawyer here, but a really smart one, okay? Would he be able to be given immunity from any future po- uh, prosecution as part of a deal for resigning? Yes, he he would. The The challenge here, as I said, is, and you don't see this very often, but you, you do see it, it. They'd have to combine federal immunity with state immunity, right? Because he'd say, well, wait a minute. I don't want to get prosecuted for anything. You're telling me I have federal immunity. Right. Uh, and New York City's coming after me or New York State's coming after me. That's a problem for him. And we'd have to get everybody on the same sheet of music. There's another scenario where, you know, it, it tied up in that where Vice President Pence becomes the president. Um, not unlike we saw with Ford and Nixon, he pardons uh, Trump federally. But again, we've got the state, the states weighing in on this. So it's it's got to be a team effort if it, if a deal is going to be cut. But Frank, for somebody who has served this country in the roles that you did, um, is there any way to quantify or assess the the long range damage that has been done to our institutions, like the CIA, like intelligence, like 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 the FBI, and 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 most notably and most shamefully of all, um, the, the the Justice Department first of Jeff Sessions, then uh, the, the that sparkling former Iowa t- uh, tight end uh, Matt Whitaker, and now um, uh, the the current and tame Attorney General of the United States uh, William Barr. Of, of all the damage to institutions that's being done um, and has been done and apparently will continue to be done, um, it's the DOJ that bothers me the most. That's the institution that we cannot afford uh, to go down the tubes on us. And the attorney general has brought us there. And so where this goes from here is um, whether or not we face impeachment. And this is why, this is why Mike, I, when people ask me, about impeachment, and they say, well, it's not going to go anywhere. The Senate's not going to go for it. I say there's a moral imperative to impeach, to send a signal to this and future presidents and and to cabinet secretaries like the attorney general. We don't stand for this. You are not on Team America. That's, that's what I see as a value in impeachment, even if it goes nowhere in the Senate, because we've got to push back on the institutional damage. Um, if we can, if we can make that happen, and bar and bar eventually goes away, and we get the right people back, it will be a long road, 
um, to restoring uh, our form of democracy, but we, we can get there. There's one bright spot, Mike, um, that's happened in the last, say, 30, 45 days, which is news from the FBI that their recruiting numbers for the special agent position, which had been down in the dumpster um, for the past year or two, have skyrocketed back up. Now, they've made a real effort to recruit, but I also see in that young people saying, you know what, I've had it. I want I, Sign me up for that. I, I want to stand for something that means something. I want to carry that badge and gun and enforce the laws of the United States. And that is, that's a bright spot I see for our future. You know, it's funny. Um, I, I know a career um, FBI guy, and, and, and throughout, uh, over the past uh, several years, I used him, obviously not naming him, when I would write about these issues. And, and Frank, the thing that he used to laugh his ass off about is all of those deep state FBI, liberal, democratic conspiracies. And he'd always say to me, do people know how conservative this this entity actually is? He joked one day, he said, this, we're more conservative than the PGA golf tour. OK, and 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 and, you know, not that they're all wearing Make America Great hats, but the idea that they are part of the deep state is one of the great shameful lies that that Trump has presented to the American people. Well, it's a lie that, that seems to resonate with his base. But I'm here to tell you that and, and you know, this uh, people who sign up to enforce laws, regulations, uh, protect the Constitution, carry a badge and gun. Um, those aren't people out on the left fringes of, of <laughs> no. they, right. um, they want to see order and and justice in society. And that's what they dedicate their lives to. And quite frankly, by and large, they're completely apolitical. I, I, I don't recall knowing any of my deputies, staff, squad colleagues, you know, when I first started or when I ended my career, I can't remember having a political discussion with anybody it's just that kind of environment you you talk about the kids sports your last workout you know your vacation um but you just don't sit around the water cooler talking politics it's, it's just not what they do all right my last question I've, I've, I've kept frank as usual longer than i told him i would all right how much damage has been done to, to Joe Biden because of Hunter Biden? And I, I keep joking with friends of mine that Hunter Biden is turning out to be Hillary's email in this election cycle. It's sad. It's, it's sad when you look at the circumstances of the tragedies in Joe Biden's life and you realize that it's the son who has an addiction problem. It's the son who's been struggling um, to straighten out his life that ultimately has tainted Biden's uh, move to the presidency. It's it's almost a tragedy, a tragedy of sorts. Um, and, and the thing is, when you plant that seed, as Trump has done, of corruption, right? It's like saying, when did you stop beating your wife? Well, I, right. I've never beat my wife. Well, it's a discussion you can't have right. because now in people's heads, is that, did that guy ever beat his wife? It's the same with corruption. If you say somebody's corrupt, it may never have happened, but people go, well, oh, I wonder if that's true. And and people are now arguing about whether Biden has fought back enough or is fighting back too much, should remain silent or not. Um, and the damage is indeed done. But he will recover from this because the Ukraine thing is now equally harming Trump and his associates. So I think it may be a washout eventually, Mike. 
it's like the apocryphal story, Frank, I heard once about Lyndon Johnson early in his political career. I'm sure you've heard it. And he said, let's spread a rumor that my opponent likes to have sex with farm animals. And, and his guy said, well, Lyndon, that's not true. And Johnson said, yeah, but let the bastard go around and deny it. That's that's the current culture of, of, of politics. When are you on television again, my friend? Um, I'm I'm scheduled uh, for this evening, but um, with the way news is breaking, I can't. Nothing's guaranteed in the TV world these days. So uh, you'll see me in the next day or two, undoubtedly. Thank you so much for doing this. Keep speaking truth to power, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad I've gotten to know you, and I, I always appreciate the time you give us on this podcast. Anytime, Mike. Take care. Frank Fogluzzi, um, who is, again, if, if, if you watch MSNBC a lot, you ought to be because um, it's a truth-telling network. Um, when you see him on the screen, you listen to what he has to say. He has no agenda other than what is best for this country. Um, continue to download, subscribe to this podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment. Give us a good rating. We love doing this. We, we, we're able to go from show business to politics to sports and back. And I'm lucky enough to have conversations like the one uh, you just heard. Talk to you next week, everybody. The Mike Lupica Podcast is produced and distributed by Compass Media Networks in conjunction with Hiltzik Creative. For iPhone users, go to the podcast app and search the Mike Lupica podcast. Click on the Mike Lupica podcast icon and subscribe. For non-iPhone users, you can listen on Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast platform.